Hello and welcome to Leap of Faith podcast. Uh, we are another episode and this is episode 25.5. We are in chapter 8 of Romans and um, welcome and thank you for being here. Um, like I said, I'm doing back-to-back um, episodes today because of a glitch yesterday So, and I've already uploaded the other episodes so I'm moving right along. So uh, chapter eight is a little long, but man, there is some really good stuff in here. Um, there are many familiar, uh, verses that, uh, even a little baby Christian like me, uh, recognizes. So, uh, I do consider myself still a baby Christian because, um, I, I just, I'm always learning something new. So, uh, I, even though I've been a Christian for, uh, 25 plus years, um, I, uh, I still consider myself a baby Christian. So anyway, um, so welcome. Thank you for joining me today, whatever time it is that you are able to set aside this time to be with God um, and get into his word. I'm so, again, I I can't say it enough. I know I say it every day, but I really am just thankful that I get to do this. Um, I have the opportunity and the time to do it. I'm not saying that I don't have other stuff to do, but I've put that on a back burner for right now just so I can um, get this done. And actually, I'm going to lunch with one of my brothers today, so so I have to uh, to get this done in order to go do that. So uh, anyway, um, I'm just thankful and uh, grateful that we're in this moment and we get to do this. So I'm not going to dilly-dally. Um, and uh, just I'm just going to get right to it. We're going to open up in prayer like we always do. And then uh, we will dive into chapter 8, So, uh, which has a lot of good stuff. All right, let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we are uh, in awe of you. And we come to your throne just thankful for the many, many gifts that you provide for us. You are our Heavenly Father, and you love us so much. And we love you. We love you. Uh, because you are our Heavenly Father and because you sent your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to us, into this world, just to die for us. And so we are so thankful for his uh, sacrifice on the cross and his uh, spotless blood, his His sin, sinless life that he gave up for us so that we can have eternal life and be in heaven with you. So thank you so much for loving us. Uh, like nothing we've ever known. Lord, I am so thankful for those that are out there listening. I pray uh, blessings over each one of them and uh, whatever their needs are, you know what they are. Uh, And so I just ask you to bless them, watch over them um, and uh, whatever their needs are, you will fulfill them. Uh, So thank you for doing what you do. Lord, I ask you to put a blessing over this moment and um, just clear us of our minds, clear us of whatever's out there in the world that might be distracting to us and just inhabit our hearts and our minds and our souls and just open us up to whatever it is that you are uh, revealing to us today in this scripture. Thank you so much for giving us your word, giving us this manual to guide and direct us through this life. And uh, I pray that everybody is uh, reading it and uh, living it is what we have to do. 
So, Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. And uh, we're going to do um, uh, Proverbs at the end of this as well. So, <clears throat> so stand by. All right. Uh, so we are, uh, again, 25 episode, and we are reading Romans chapter 8. I'm going to take a drink before we start. <clears throat> So, uh, I'm sorry, life in the spirit. So now there is no con condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the judgment, I'm sorry, so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Holy Spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sin sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by his same spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its, I'm sorry, for if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. The future glory. <clears throat> Yet, what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse, 
But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope that for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he promised us. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something we don't need, I'm sorry, if we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't have yet, we must wait patiently and confidently. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. Nothing can separate us from God's love. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for all of us, for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us from God has, I'm sorry, who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with him. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or any or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. As the scripture says, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. I told you, a lot of good stuff that came out of today. Lots and lots of good stuff. So I will not delay. We will go back and start from... Uh, uh, verse 1, <clears throat> so there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus, uh, Christ Jesus. 
And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. Moses gave us the law, and of course, because of our sinful nature, we can't help it. Of course, you know, he ticked off all the things that we're supposed to be doing, and, you know, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's the bottom line. But because of Jesus, we belong to him. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his son. I mean, this is like the gospel in a, in a nutshell here. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be, would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. I mean, Jesus died for us and for our sins. I mean, it just keeps saying it over and over again. He's like trying to get it driven home. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Uh, I think that was, I highlighted that, but the, the line before it was, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. People who are not filled with the Holy Spirit aren't thinking about doing the right thing. I mean, I'm not saying that people who are not saved are not quote unquote good people because there are plenty of people who are not believers that are good people, but they're sinners just like we're sinners. You know, the, the difference is, is that we have the Holy Spirit inside of us and we have Jesus inside of us and we have the promise of eternal life. Those who have not accepted Jesus Christ into their hearts don't have that promise. And I think that's offensive to them. Um, and I, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, it's very black and white to me, literally black and white, the way it goes. So you have to have Jesus in your heart uh, and believe he's your Lord and Savior and he died for your sins in order to get to, you know, to heaven. Um, and then we pop down to, um, six, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. I love that for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. If it never did obey God's laws and it never will, that's true. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. I, I think that's huge. You know, God will never be pleased with those who are living in the world. You know, and who lives in the world? Satan. You know, this is uh, the devil's playground. Uh, then I went down into uh, 10. <clears throat> the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. But if through the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And then it goes into how he adopts us. You know, we are adopted children. So, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, instead, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. We're not supposed to be, I mean, we're supposed to be fearful of God, but not in a bad way. 
Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share in his suffering, which is true. Uh, the future glory. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that day when God will reveal who his children really are. Uh, but with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. I think that it's just, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking that that little segment is just talking about how you know, every day there's good and there's bad in the world and we can't get away from it, whether you're a Christian or not. God didn't promise us that there will be no suffering. That's just, that's just the way it is because there's sin in the world. And I think that the groaning that he's talking about is, you know, the, you know, everyday life, you know, you're just, you're constantly trying to do the right thing and you're hoping for good things to happen, and sometimes you get thrown a curveball. So I think that that might be what that is. I'm not sure. Again, feel free to email me uh, or Jeremiah if you have a different take on it. And then I went down into um, 23. Um, we too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. We were given this hope when we were saved. We must wait. Oh, and this I thought was kind of cool. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it, which is true because you already have it. But if we look forward to something we don't have yet, we must wait patiently and confidently. So I think he's talking about the bodies that we are going to get uh, when we, uh, get to heaven, I think we're, you know, when we say, you know, we, we leave the bodies here on earth and we get new bodies in heaven. I, I don't know exactly how all that works, honestly. Uh, but God does. So I put my confidence in him. He's going to fulfill whatever promises he's made to us. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I told you that was coming up. This is the verse that I was talking about. So we are talking about 828, Romans 828. Put a dog ear and mark it because that's a good uh, Bible verse. Many people quote it. I was just quoted it by another uh, fellow believer the other day. Um, we have to be in harmony with God's will. And I believe the Spirit tells us what we're supposed to be praying for. It puts us on. My old boss uh, at the church, uh, Ron, he would say, if somebody's name pops into your head, pray for them in that moment. And I, that always stuck with me because, uh, 
God's putting that, the Holy Spirit's putting that person in your heart for a particular reason. Or, you know, taking another step further. If you haven't talked to them in a while, give them a call. Text them. You know, communicate with them. Um, I have a rule <clears throat> with my friends back in Texas. If somebody's name pops into your head, call them, you know, and uh, just communicate. So um, oh, the other one is uh, we have a three text rule amongst the sisters, uh, at least for me. Once it starts going past three, I got to call because it's, it's too much. I, I really dislike texting. And then um, I jumped down into um, nothing can separate us from God's love. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? That's in a song. So I put a little star next to that, underlined it, highlighted it. Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? I mean, if he, if he gave us something so huge, as his own son. I don't know anybody who would be giving up their son for man. I don't know anybody who would do that. But since he gave up his only son to die on the cross for us, to suffer the excruciating suffering that he had to go through, isn't he going to give you other stuff? Like all the little things, the little stuff that just makes us more comfortable here on earth? He will. Uh, if he feels that you need it, he will give it to you. It's just like when, you know, you, 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 as parents and not everybody's a parent, but you can imagine, uh, as I'm a parent, my kids come to me and they're like, well, can I have this? You know, can I have that, you know, sour patch? No, if it's not good for you, I'm not going to give it to you. You know, uh, you judge what's good. And sometimes you will get the sour patch, you know, just as a treat, you know, but you, you want to feed your kids good stuff and keep them healthy. Um, you know, they don't always get all the stuff that they want at Christmas. You got to make a list and, you know, figure out the stuff that they, you know, really should get or whatever, you know, that's what God does, I think, you know, but he's going to give you, you know, the good stuff because he gave you the big stuff already. Well, then, uh, who will, oh, this is good. Who will, who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Nope. For your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. That's so crazy. That's from Psalm. And then this whole last section, I just, I loved this. I was just thinking this was so great. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Man, that is just, I, I put a parentheses around it. I put a star next to it because I've, I've heard that. I've, I've heard um, the powers of hell can separate. I mean, this is just, it's, that's a huge verse. Uh, and it's a long one to memorize. I don't think I'm, I don't have the capacity to memorize it, but it's a good, well, I do if I really put my mind to it. But anyway, that's today. Today was just chock full of really meaty stuff and uh, I hope that uh, you enjoyed it as much as I did 
Uh, again, uh, I'm going to stop before we do Proverbs because, again, I just feel like uh, I just, God is just leading me to just go ahead and invite you to uh, become a believer in Christ because of what he did for us, that horrible, horrible death. He suffered and died for us, for our sins. I, I just can't, I just can't comprehend anybody not wanting to receive the gift. I mean, you, you love get. I love getting gifts, and so you know, bring them on. I love gifts, um, but this is the eternal gift. This is the eternal life that God has promised us through Jesus, um, because He died for our sins. We 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 don't we don't have that luxury without him so let's pray <clears throat> heavenly father today i put my trust in you i am not perfect and know i've sinned against you please forgive me i thank you for the sacrifice and the gift of your son jesus it's his perfect and spotless blood his sinless life that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I accept him into my life, into my heart, into my soul, and I will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations. Welcome into this wonderful adopted life. God has adopted you right now. Your name is written in the, the book of life. And it's written with the blood of the lamb. That's what it comes down to. Um, and so you are, you're now a brother and a sister in Christ. You're my brother or sister. You, we're all one big family and it's amazing. So go live your life for Jesus is what I'm saying. Get to a church, get to a pastor, find somebody who will help you get to the next step and uh, join a ministry, start a ministry, start a Bible group volunteer, so many opportunities to be uh, doing what God wants, uh, getting the word out there. So uh, if you did uh, say the prayer today, uh, I encourage you to uh, email me at Lorraine at uh, leapoffaithpodcast.org or Jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org. Um, you can make comments, I, you know, on Facebook, um, I am just tickled that today was your day. So mark it in your Bible. I keep forgetting to tell people to do that. Uh, I always uh, tell them to mark it right next to the, the Bible uh, chapter that we just read through so that you know. Or you can write it on the inside of your Bible. I, in my other Bible, I've started writing stuff in the back of uh, things that I want at my life celebration. Songs that I want sung, people that I'd like to sing them. You know, so if you don't write it down, somebody is not going to know it. But you might want to write down your day of uh, celebration, your new birthday. So your birthday in Christ. All right, let's read Proverbs uh, 24, and uh, then we will close out. Today is went a little bit longer than I wanted it to, but uh, try and get through this. All right, <clears throat> Proverbs 24. Don't envy evil people or desire their company, for their hearts plot violence, and their words always stir up trouble. A house is built by wisdom and becomes strong enough, strong through good sense. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and valuables. The wise are mightier than the strong, 
and those with knowledge grow stronger and stronger. So don't go to war without wise guidance. Victory depends on having many advisors. Wisdom is too lofty for fools. Among leaders at the among leaders at the gate, they have nothing to say. A person who plans evil will get a reputation as a troublemaker. The schemes of a fool are sinful. Everyone detests a mocker. If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. Rescue those who are unjustly sentenced to die. Save them as they stagger to their death. Don't excuse yourself by saying, look, we didn't know. For God understands all hearts and he sees you. He who guards your soul knows you. He will repay all people as their actions deserve. My God, I'm sorry, my child, eat honey for it is good, and the honeycomb is sweet to the taste. In the same way, wisdom is sweet to your soul. If you find it, you will have a bright future, and your hopes will not be cut short. Don't wait in ambush at the home of the godly, and don't raid the house where the godly live. The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. Don't rejoice when your enemies fall. Don't be happy when they stumble. For the Lord will be displeased with you and will turn his anger away from them. Don't fret because of evildoers. Don't envy the wicked. For evil people have no future. The light of the wicked will be snuffed out. My child, fear the Lord and the king. Don't associate with rebels. For disaster will hit them suddenly. Who knows what punishment will come from the Lord and the king? More sayings of the wise. Here are some further sayings of the wise. It is wrong to show favoritism when passing judgment. A judge who says to the wicked, you are innocent, will be cursed by many people and denounced by the nations. But it will go well for those who convict the guilty. Rich blessings will be showered on them. An honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. Do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house. Don't testify against your neighbors. Without cause, don't lie about them. And don't say, now I can pay them back for what they've done to me. I'll get even with them. I walk by the field of a lazy person, the vineyard of one with no common sense. I saw that it was overgrown with nettles, it was covered with weeds, and its walls were broken down. Then as I looked and thought about it, I learned this lesson. A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. All right, that's it for today. I'm hoping that this uh, very long 30-minute um, podcast will actually upload <laughs> because sometimes I don't know why but anyway I get glitches I'm not good at this stuff but anyway that's it for today God bless you have a good morning evening afternoon whatever time it is that you're getting to watch this and I will be back tomorrow with uh, Jeremiah so we'll see you then bye